I just want to say thank you to all of those who have been helping to put our worship services together, for all of those who have added pieces and parts to it. Um, today we had some special music from Dave Redmore, uh, from our praise team, um, for Pat Leininger, who is our liturgist today, um, Laverne Reitelbaugh, who, has, uh, who is our bread maker extraordinaire today, um, and uh, of course um, for Gary Brubaker, who um, has been putting together our music selections um, and doing some very technical things, um, perhaps a new job title, music director extraordinaire. I don't know, we can talk about that, but thank you. Uh, thank you to all who have been a part of putting these services together. I'm so grateful for you and for sharing your gifts and your talents and what you have to offer. Thank you. As we've been in this time of worship together um, over the last few weeks, um, it's been wonderful to have these pieces to remind us of hope and to be inspired and above all to be worshipful. So thank you. Um, as we have been sheltering in place, um, we have, I've noticed how many people have been doing new, uh, more cooking or baking um, who are doing more things while at home. And maybe that's you, or maybe you have just been enjoying other people's adventures too. Uh, so we're reflecting on some of those things that maybe we've been making, or you've been making, or others have been making, and how some passages of scripture relate, and how they give us some food for thought. So we talked about cakes, and part of the story of Elijah. We talked about casseroles and Mary and Martha. Today we'll talk about bread and there's lots of places to talk about bread in the scriptures. Um, we're looking at a, the passage in the Gospel of John where Jesus says that he is the bread of life. And then next week is Pentecost and we'll close out this series talking about s'mores. So um, as we consider all of these things and as we are together this morning, I would invite you to pray with me. God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. Well, in the beginning of our shelter in place, um, and perhaps even before we were put under a shelter wherever we were, um, there were a lot of things that started to go uh, missing from stores or became really hard to find. And some of it was cleaning supplies like hand sanitizer. Um, I know uh, back in February when we started looking for hand sanitizer for the church, everyone was sold out. I know we can start to find it again now. Um, cleaning supplies were, were hard to find. Toilet paper became really difficult to find in stores. Um, and so there was these cleaning supplies and other things that were really difficult to find, but then also like cooking supplies or baking supplies. And in particular, it was harder to find sugar and flour, and then yeast became really difficult to find. And I think it was partly because this boom of baking started to happen. And some people said that some of this baking, especially of bread, came because it became it, it was harder to find bread, and so people just started baking their own out of necessity um, and out of something easy. Um, or some have said that it just became something to do. It's some it's something that someone needed a project for, and so they decided to bake bread. Or perhaps even someone or a group of someone started baking bread and then everyone saw that people were baking bread and so it just became more and more. Whatever the reason, people have started to bake bread. 
Now, um, I think it was about a year ago or maybe a little bit longer that I woke up one morning and I just thought I would like to learn how to make bread. And um, I have not been very successful at it. And so uh, I, um, I really learned that I didn't have all of the time and the energy needed to bake bread. Um, but as we've been sheltered and suddenly uh, I needed something, I was finding life different like much of you. Um, and trying to find a new way of living and a new way of being, new ways of doing the church and being church um, of all of these different rhythms that I found myself with different, uh, different allocations of time and energy. And so I started baking some bread. Now, here is the still honest truth. I'm not good at it. Not great. <laughs> um, and uh, it doesn't mean that I've stopped trying, but I just know that I'm not great at it. But honestly, if I were great at it, um, would I be talking about it? I mean, if I baked my first loaf of bread and it came out and it was perfect, and I was like, look everyone, I am a master baker. First, I think people would be super annoyed. <laughs> But also, that's not how life works, is it? I mean, we're not just great at everything the first time. It takes some process and it takes going through and it takes mistakes and sometimes it takes some pain along the way. And I think if you were to think of the moments that have changed your life, whatever those moments have been, they probably aren't all positive. It's probably not like you were just thinking about doing one thing and you did it and you were great and then you did another thing and you were great at it. There were bumps along the way. And even when you think about how you got to where you are in life, there was probably some pain that got you there. There were moments that probably you never wished for and maybe still wouldn't wish for and yet they changed your life. Maybe it made you appreciate something more, or maybe it made you connect deeper, but something changed you. Now, as humans, we tend to avoid pain. We do a lot to avoid pain. Sometimes it's as small as a slight twinge of pain and we head for the medicine cabinet. Sometimes it's avoiding a conversation that we know will be difficult. Sometimes it's something even more self-destructive, but we avoid pain. But the truth is the only way to get out of our pain is to go through it. There's not an easy way. We try and create a lot of easy ways, but the truth is the only way to get through healing is to go through the pain. The scriptures tell us that even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, it doesn't say if we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And in order to get to resurrection, there must first be death. And we cause our own suffering when we try to go to resurrection without facing death. Author and speaker Glennon Doyle talks about pain as not being a hot potato that we try and get rid of, but pain rather is a traveling professor that comes to everyone. What creates kindness and wisdom and bravery? Pain, but overcoming our pain. 
And as humans, we think that our job is to uh, avoid pain or help others avoid pain, but maybe that's not our job. Maybe our job description is actually to walk through that together. We have to go through the pain to get to the other side. In our passage from John today, John talks about physical bread. Well, Jesus talks about physical bread. And he also talks about the bread of life. And Jesus says to them, this is what it says in the gospel. Jesus said to them, very truly, I tell you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but it is my father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. And they said to him, sir, give us this bread always. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry, and whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Well, I thought about this passage and, and the passage later in John of the woman at the well, where the woman um, comes to the well in the middle of the day and uh, wants a drink of water, and Jesus says, I am the water of life. Um, and she says, great, I don't need to do this anymore. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is great. I don't have to bake bread anymore. That's not what this passage is about. Even the disciples think it's about real bread, but it's not about real bread. There are a lot of places that talk about bread throughout the scriptures and, and thinking about this bread of life that Jesus offers also made me think of the way that we pray. And in the Lord's Prayer, we pray each week or every time that we pray, we pray, give us today our daily bread. We pray that weekly, or sometimes for many of us who pray the Lord's Prayer, we pray it daily. Give us today our daily bread. And we can think about bread and that being bread, you know, a loaf of bread, but it's also just about our food what we need. Give us what we need today. Enough to live. Enough to survive. Not extra. Don't give us a week's full of bread in a day, but give us today our daily bread. Give us what we need to survive. And bread is, is a staple food. Every culture has a form of bread, some with more carbs than others, some that are more fried than others, and all are usually fairly delicious. When you think about bread, if you've made bread or if you've been around anyone who's made bread, you can think about the smell as it bakes or as it sits next to you. Maybe it was your mom or your grandma who made bread daily or every couple of days. And that scent reminds you of home. It reminds you of comfort. Give us today our daily bread. Give us today all we need to survive. What do you need to survive? I mean, there's the basics like food and shelter but I think even though it may be different on the pyramid, we need more than just food and shelter. That helps our bodies survive. But we also need to thrive. Safety and security, love and connection. 
We need to feel things in order to survive. Give us today what we need to survive. Give us today our daily bread. When I was ordained, my brother asked me when exactly I could make bread into communion. <clears throat> like when I passed him the dinner roll, could I make that communion? Or when I made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, um, he said, he asked, was that like, like communion all in one shot? I thought about it. And for all of his inquiries about when bread became communion or when it became something different, when I would bring home leftover bread from communion to family dinners or holiday celebrations, um, he would get really uncomfortable. And, and one time he said, if I wanted to eat Jesus, I'd go to church, not family dinner. And I also thought about bread when I thought about a time in my life when I was the most beaten down and questioning much about life. And I went to um, some friends of mine in West Virginia. They own a beautiful bed and breakfast and practice hospitality better than anyone I know. And the first night that I was there, Barbara, my friend in West Virginia, she said, what do you want for dinner? And I felt this deep cry within me. And I said, I just want some homemade baked bread. There's something about bread that's satisfying. Maybe because it's carbolicious. Maybe because it's a staple. Maybe because it's filling. Maybe because there's something more. Maybe it's soul food. Give us today our daily bread. God does give us what we need. Sometimes we recognize it and, and sometimes we don't. Sometimes we want what God offers to us. And sometimes we don't. And yet it's there, offered to us freely. Our daily bread. What we need to survive. And sometimes what we need to help others survive that gift of life, the bread of life. What do you do with a gift like that? Do you mumble thanks and go on your way? What do you do with a gift that changes your life? What do you do with a gift that gives you life? And the truth is the choice is yours. You can do whatever you want with that gift. But within that, that gift of what we need of our daily bread, within the gift of Jesus as the bread of life, there's an invitation to join the dance that's already been going on, the dance with the divine. And we can reject that invitation and say, no, thank you. And it has no bearing on God's love. But what if, what if we join? What if we share in the bread of life? Bread is the touch point that we taste the food of our souls. 
Maybe it's the bread. Or maybe it's a conversation with your dinner companion. Maybe it's the bread. Or maybe it's the tears shed with a friend talking about life. Maybe it's the bread. Or maybe it's the laughter at inside jokes that no one else understands. Maybe it's the bread. Maybe it's something more. So may you give thanks for the bread, both the literal bread and the bread of life, the bread that fills your soul. The last couple of weeks, we've had some missional opportunities to put legs to our prayers or legs to what it is that we have been ruminating on or our legs and, and some physical ways to share blessing with others. We've offered cupcakes to our friends and to our neighbors or other baked goods. We've offered folks gift cards to local restaurants. And so we talk about bread today. And bread, again, is a staple food and it's an essential part of most cultures' foods. And during this time of sheltering, there's been a lot of talk about what's essential and who essential workers are. So for those who have been essential workers, for those who have been working in places that are sometimes dangerous and difficult, for those who have been tired and maybe scared, for those who have been working, what can we do to thank them? Maybe it is baking some bread. I think it was uh, the first or second week of our shelter and the first or second week of our time of worshiping together. Um, and I received a freshly baked bread um, from Christine Busker. And first, it was delicious. Um, and that was wonderful. <laughs> it was a wonderful gift because it tasted so good, but it was also a wonderful gift because it just felt like soul food. It tasted like someone had baked love into it. So maybe the gift we can offer is a loaf of bread or bread that we've baked. Maybe it's another way. Letters, cards, or perhaps a sign in someone's front yard thanking them. Maybe it's also looking a cashier or a bagger in the eyes and thanking them for their work. Or maybe it's if you see someone mistreating a worker, making sure to say something. Or advocating for safe working environments with adequate pay. Find a way to thank an essential worker. And if you are one of those who receives this gift, whatever this gift is or this thanks or this gratitude, may it be bread or a thank you or a card, Receive it and receive it with the intention that it was given. Receive it well, because we can offer our gifts to others, but we can also receive. So may you receive this gift, this gift of life, the gift of life that you have been given, the gift of daily bread, the gift of what you need to survive. Receive it with your head held high. 
not held down or feeling like you can't look someone in the eye. Receive it with your head held high. Receive it with a loud voice. Receive it as the claimed and named child of God that you are. Give us today our daily bread. Amen.